Aloha! Welcome to the Wahine Collective Podcast, a safe platform where we amplify stories of faith, culture, and empowerment. I'm your co-host, Sophia. Michelle Carr Uoka was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. Her passion for cooking was ignited after an externship at Allen Wong's. Pursuing her dream, Michelle trained at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, during which she completed a stage at Daniel and an externship at the French Laundry. She rejoined Allen Wong once again, where she spent six years on the savory side. Moving again back to New York, she staged at the Thomas Keller's Per Se. It is here that she realized her passion for pastry and has never looked back. In 2012, Michelle received the Rising Star Chefs Award from StarChefs.com as a pastry chef. And in October 2013, Michelle and her husband, Chef Wade, opened their first joint venture, MW Restaurant in Honolulu, where they specialize in Hawaii regional cuisine. In February 2014, just four months after opening MW Restaurant, MW was nominated by the James Beard Foundation for Best New Restaurant and Michelle for an Outstanding Pastry Chef. Woohoo! Wow, Michelle, we are so excited to have you here and to hear your narrative. Thank you for joining us. No, no, no. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I was reading your bio and I know that you, your restaurant, MW, specializes in, um, in Hawaii traditional cuisine. And I just wanted to know what's your favorite thing to cook and what's your style and inspiration behind your food well for me growing up in hawaii i feel so blessed because there's so many different cultures you know you have japanese okinawan filipino thai Vietnamese. and i think that's what i love about hawaii so much is that it's a melting pot of cultures and food all together so when you go to it, your family pre-covid days of course and um you have a potluck everyone brings you know different foods and you just share it around the table and for me growing up in this way i draw a lot of my inspiration and the nostalgia from eating these foods and kind of contemporize it so when you eat it it's like oh i remember you know, the butter mochi, and then I remember shebae, so I remember malasadas, but using a lot of the local farmers, the fishermen, the ranchers, because for me and Wade, it's about telling a story about Hawaii and what makes Hawaii so special and to support the local businesses here. Wow, I love that. Especially local businesses need the support yeah. that they can get. And I definitely agree with the potluck. Um, I moved here <laughs> to Houston. So when I went to potlucks, I realized like, wow, there's kimchi, there's poke, there's there's so many different types of food. Mm -hmm. And you get to try them all. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in different countries, but all at once. Yeah. yeah, what is your favorite um, thing to bring at a potluck? What is my favorite thing to bring to a potluck? Gosh, that's a good question. There's so many, like I like to make pokey, which is probably not dessert, but I still like to bring pokey or 
um, seven layer like sushi, which is kind of like a play off of a shirashi sushi, or things that my grandma used to make because my grandma's not around. So sometimes I like to share things that my grandma used to make with other people. Um, so it just depends who the potluck is with, if it's with my friends or if it's with my family. Of course, they always want me to bring dessert. So we have to bring some type of dessert as always, <laughs> whether it be, but probably the most requested dessert that I get from my family is the chocolate cake, <laughs> the MW chocolate cake. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I gotta try them all one day. <laughs> yeah. So um, did you always know that you wanted to be a chef? You know, and I, I know that you did an externship at Alan Wong's. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. how, how did that externship um, help you realize your passion for cooking? I think, you know, growing up, I always watched my grandparents cook. My grandma, my, both of my grandparents were from Japan. So they had a lot of Japanese influence. I didn't really cook with them per se, but I would watch them. I would do my homework and then come and watch them and then go back to homework. And um, I, I always enjoyed how they worked around the kitchen and the love that you see when they prepare the foods and the, the family coming together and enjoy. So I kind of loved those memories about it. And then I think as I grew older, um, and it was kind of a special occasion for me to be able to spend the day cooking with my grandma, and it was around Christmas. So that's why we have what we call the MW Grandma's Cookies, because for me, it was a special occasion to cook with my grandma, because life for me, as I was growing up, revolved around school and sports, particularly golf. <laughs> so. I was usually always playing golf and then around Christmas time, my mom would let me spend the day and bake cookies with my grandma because we would pack them and pass them out to our relatives and friends. And I always enjoyed it. And I'm like, one day grandma, I want to be a chef. And she just kind of was like, oh, okay, you know? <laughs> and then um, no, to make a long story short, um, I went to college. I was majoring in business and travel industry management and playing on the golf team there. And my last externship was what they call an executive level. So it either has to be with the general manager of a hotel or the chef of a restaurant. And University of Hawaii is more of a business and travel industry management versus culinary. And so my previous externships were in hotels doing, focusing on food and beverage management versus, you know, the culinary arts of it. And so I went to Alan Wong and I said, oh, this is my last externship and I would like to, you know, see what running a restaurant is like. And so he asked me, what is my dream? And I said, I want to be a chef. And then he asked me, how come I went, didn't go to culinary school? And I said, well, because I'm majoring in business and I'm on the golf team. And so he's like, if a chef is what you want to be, why don't you see what it's like to work every day in a kitchen, in a restaurant kitchen versus like, you know, at home. And I said, I, I would love it. I would do anything. And then he asked me if I knew how to cook. And I said, no. And then I think he thought I was being humble because I also told him I wasn't very good at golf. And then he was like, wait, if you've been on the golf team, then you're at least decent. <laughs> and so 
one of the first tests he had me do in the kitchen was like cook him some broccoli. And I'm thinking, how hard can this be? Heat up water, throw the broccoli. And I've seen my mom or my grandma do it. I never did it myself, but see my grandma and mom do it. And then I looked at the stove and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know how to turn it on. It's not going on. I turned the knob and you don't see a flame. You don't see, you know, like the induction, the burner turning red. He's like, oh, the pilot light is off. It accidentally went off. And I'm like, the pilot light? What's a pilot light? And he's like, it's what ignites the, the gas for the stove. And I'm like, oh, yeah. See, I don't told you I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> and so he learned that I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> but I was... I had an attitude and a desire to achieve my dreams and I was very persistent about it and so I did my externship it was a hundred hours very short and I pretty much did it within a week and a half and then so he asked me if I wanted to stay and I did so I just kind of volunteered my time worked in the kitchen and I enjoyed it and then Maybe about nine months later, he said, if this is what you really want, you should go to school, like formal training school as well. And I think he thought I would go to KCC, but then I was like, oh, let me apply to the Culinary Institute of America and see if I can get in. I mean, all they can say is no, right? So I tried, I got in, and then I went. <laughs> wow, he must, Alan must have been really shocked and just moved <laughs> by your journey. Oh, so you, you didn't know how to cook, basically, in the beginning part Not at all. But look at where you are now. I think that says a lot to our listeners that, you know, you can start anywhere and with just hard work, determination, and consistency, you can achieve anything. Yes, and dedication. And I think also it's about when you face obstacles, because you always will. It's about overcoming those obstacles and learning from it because, I mean, I've made so many mistakes through the years, but it's about being positive and knowing that, you know, every day you practice to get better. It's a craft, you know, and you practice your craft and you get better every day. It's like playing sports. You practice every day or playing like a music instrument. You practice every day to get better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It sounds to me like the skills that you've learned in golf, you apply it in cooking, you know, like you have to concentrate, you have to be consistent. So mm -hmm. speaking of um, obstacles, can you describe a time when you felt defeated and how did you overcome it? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> but um. I think a lot of it was for me, I've had, I've been very blessed to have wonderful mentors mm. with Chef Alan Wong, Chef Thomas Keller, Chef Daniel Badud, Chef Stanton Ho, who helped me to achieve my dreams and investing and supporting me through the years. And I think a lot of it is you fail forward. You know, sometimes people look at mistakes as being a negative, I actually look at a mistake as being a positive because if I never made the mistake, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn. So like for example, one day at culinary school, we had to make hollandaise for our practical and I broke it. And 
on that day, I didn't score a good grade. And so um, one of my classmates asked me and they're like, oh, are you upset you didn't get a good grade today? I'm like, no, because I learned how to fix a broken holidays. If I never learned how to, if I never broke it, I would have never learned how to fix it, you know? And then one day later, the hollandaise, which is a sauce, you know, you, it's gonna, you could break it later and no one's there to help you fix it, you know? So by, for me, when you make a mistake and you have a good support team that helps you learn from the mistake, you know, that's what makes you get better. As well as people always tell me, if you don't make mistakes or you don't feel like you're struggling sometimes, you're not challenging yourself enough. So every day I always make a point at, okay, I'm gonna learn something new, I'm gonna face a new challenge, and I'm gonna help other people to, you know, achieve their dreams. That is amazing. You know, I, we cannot emphasize the importance of mentorship. And I like, I like your story about how, you know, Alan Wong and many other mentors that you had really helped shape you to the person that you are right now. And in return, you're, you're returning that to people by mentoring them as well and allowing them to feel comfortable with, with making mistakes. Yeah. Cause that's really how we learn in the long run. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you a better person. You're always going to make mistakes in life. But I always tell people, think of the mistake as a positive. You know, don't think of mistake as a failure. Think of it as a positive. Like I'm learning something new today. I achieved something new and I'm going to overcome, you know, something. And I think that's what it's about, you know. And a lot of this I learned and was given and supported to me to when I worked with Chef Thomas Keller at the French Laundry. He was probably one of my biggest mentors as well. And he challenged me a lot every single day to become a better person, to strive for perfection and to evolve. Yeah, I think what I'm getting at is every, every wisdom that you shared with me is that, you know, we should get great mentors that will really challenge us and push us to our best you know sometimes it's scary and i can totally agree with that to be told like hey you're making a mistake and this is what you should do you know because mm -hmm. sometimes we just want to stand on our two feet all the time but it's also great to hear the perspective of other people and guide us in the, in the right way especially if they, they they they're at the destination that we want to be Mm -hmm. And I think what, what it's really nice too is we all learn from each other, you know, so you know, I learn every day from some of my employees, you know, and you learn different things. And that's what is so wonderful about being open minded. And like I tell people, if you have an ego, you have to put it aside because you're never going to be open minded to learn from other people. So you have to be open-minded and be confident with who you are. And it's okay, you know, because you, by surrounding yourself with people who have your same dreams or morals or values, you yourself become a better person. Wow, that's amazing. Um, what are tips that you can give to people who want to cook 
but don't know where to start. Like for you, you didn't know how to cook in the beginning, but you started with an externship. How about for people that are just trying out at home? Do you have any tips? Yeah, sure. Um, I think a lot, there's a lot of great books that are out there as well as, you know, some different like YouTube videos. And I think that's what is so amazing is with technology through the years, to learn different things, it's so accessible. When I was growing up, you know, you would go to the library and, you know, rent a book or, or borrow a book, shall I say, or you would read magazines or, you know, I, I have probably 3,000 cookbooks at our house. <laughs> and my mom laughs because I'm a type of person, once I got into cooking, I enjoy reading. So I would read a book every single day and I would try and experiment. And I'm, I'm the type of person who's very curious. Like um, my mom would say I, I was like curious George to some degree. Got in trouble a little bit because of my curiosity, but it was always like, I'm going to learn. I want to, I want to ask a question, you know? And that's one of the things with Chef Alan Wong that he always told me is sometimes I was afraid to ask a question because I didn't know what people would think, you know? And finally he just told me, he's like, don't be afraid to ask a question. The only stupid question is the stupid, the question you never asked because there's probably someone else who wants to ask the same question or can learn from the question that is being asked. So he always encouraged me that if I had a question, just ask it. And that's how you're going to learn too. Definitely. I think many of us are scared to step up and ask that question, but you know, you just reaffirmed to us that, Hey, there are some people that are probably thinking that question too, but they're just afraid to ask. So we encourage mm -hmm. listeners to go at it and ask that question. <laughs> yes, definitely. I know that there's not many many women in the chef industry, depending on where you are at. What are some practical tips for aspiring women chef? You know, it's, for me, it's about like having great attitude, dedication, determination. And I think if you have all of that and desire, you will be able to achieve whatever you want. And I, I've been blessed to have worked in kitchens where it wasn't about male or female. It was about what was in here, what was in your heart, what was in your soul, and what, how well you worked and about your work ethic. And it is good that there's so many more different opportunities now for women. You see a lot more women in the industry now, which is exciting. And I encourage people to come and, you know, because you can do whatever you want to do, you know, and I encourage people to come in our kitchen. We have probably 60% of our kitchen and MW is female chef. Oh, that is amazing. Awesome. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Have you ever felt like you started getting bored or felt like giving up in your career? I know that MW has been open has been open for six years now. Was there ever a time where you felt like you started getting bored or felt like giving up in your career? I wouldn't 
say, I wouldn't say either giving up or bored. I think there have been challenges, but with anything in life, there's always going to be challenges. I mean, COVID has definitely presented some big challenges for us in the restaurant industry, especially here at MW. But at the same time, I think we have been blessed with our team and we ended up thinking very different out of the box thinking and thinking, okay, there's going to be a positive that comes out of it. And um, we did close for dining before um, they shut down in uh, February, February, March, kind of. And we decided what we were going to do is offer takeout, but do a different takeout program that was from regular from our dining program, as well as we did, um, we featured a marketplace where it featured different uh, local businesses and farmers, as well as we did a save it for later program for people who just wanted to reheat something. But what we did is created menus that help support the local, the state of Hawaii, you know, because a lot of the farmers, the ranchers, the fishermen, the businesses of Hawaii all got affected by the closure because the hotels weren't ordering as much, the restaurants weren't ordering as much as well. So we had a lot of our farmers come and say, hey, what are we gonna do with all this produce? You can't tell a farm to stop growing. You know, it's still gonna grow. <laughs> and so that's one of the challenges, but at the same time, you know, we could have said, oh, we give up, but we didn't want to give up, you know? And I think for me in my life, I, I, every time I face something, I was like, okay, we're going to get through this. I'm not going to give up. It's going to have to, you know, you, you face a challenge and it's about, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to be a stronger person. And I think through all of this, I think we're going to be stronger together as a state. You know, and for the question about being bored, um, I think sometimes I always tell my, my staff, sometimes if you feel bored, then that means maybe you're not challenging yourself enough. And then they look at me and I'm like, you know, sometimes it's about practicing your craft. And yes, it may get boring sometimes to make the same chocolate cake every day but how much better can you make it? You know, trying something new or learning something new and experimenting with something new, you know? And so I don't look at it myself as ever being bored. I just look at myself as saying, okay, maybe I got complacent for a little bit, but let me revisit that and be more curious. Well, that is and challenge nice. myself. No. The ways that you're perceiving this whole coronavirus is very, um, you, you look at the ways that it can bring about opportunities. It can bring mm -hmm. about resilience, not just for your, your crew, but for the state of Hawaii as a whole. And that really sends a big message to, to our listeners here that, hey, the uh, obstacles that we're facing, you know, it happens for a reason, but how do we go beyond it and become stronger as people. I, that's, where, that's what I'm getting at from what you just mm -hmm. shared with me. 
and also with the um with your staff sometimes becoming complacent or getting bored i think what i'm getting at is that you know you have to keep trying to improve yourself and that's how you really overcome that boredness or complacency because there's always room for improvement yeah mm -hmm. there always is and it's about pushing yourself to become better sometimes you feel stressed but sometimes stress is good because it means you're changing you're evolving you know and when you think about it a caterpillar that goes and makes and and they develop into a cocoon and then a butterfly it's about the evolution of them and that's how i think life is about i know that there's a lot you've shared amazing wisdom with us but if you could just sum it up in some sentences what are you most grateful for in your career i think i'm most grateful for all the people who have helped me to achieve my dreams and support my dreams because without my mentors my staff both past and present you know, um, my family, which has been very, very supportive of my dream. And just everyone who encouraged me along the way, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without these people because they invested so much time in me and energy. And there's so many people to thank, you know, and for our staff that we have here today at MW, they helped us and are still helping us get through this coronavirus, you know, as a restaurant, because they have stood beside us, you know, when it first happened and we stood beside them as well. And we're like, we're gonna get through this together because it's not only about us as a restaurant, but it's about the state of Hawaii as well. And we only become sustainable as a state by making sure all the other businesses stay, um, alive as well because it provides jobs for the people of Hawaii. You know, so when I think of sustainability, it's not only about the environment, but it's about the state of Hawaii, the economy, as well as the sustainability of our staff. That is very telling that, you know, the success of one is not a success until everyone else is able mm -hmm. to be successful too and be comfortable. and it goes beyond just the environment but our economy and people so thank you that's amazing and um if you could make a meal for only one person in the whole world who would it be oh my gosh who would it be that's a very good question and I'm assuming they have to be alive <laughs> because otherwise I would choose my grandma because I think she would have been so amazed that I actually became a chef because she unfortunately passed away before she saw um, my culinary career at Anna Wong's or MW. So that's why we dedicated the cookie to her because I think she would have been amazed because she only knew I knew how to make cookies with her. And I actually ate the cookie dough more than I actually helped it make it um you're gonna you're probably gonna laugh at me when i say this answer and and i love your question but it kind of reminds me of a question like one time i asked my friend i said what's your favorite wine 
and he's like the one I'm drinking right now because I'm in, I'm enjoying it with people that I enjoy and to be with and we're celebrating life and its memories so I'm creating wonderful memories with this glass of wine that I'm drinking and I think for me that's the same thing with cooking for people every time we cook for guests who come into our restaurant it's a special moment and I will sit at the pastry station and watch the plates come back and I'll be like okay did that person like it did they not like it there's one bite left how come you know and I asked the service and they're like oh no they liked it but they're just full I'm like well I just want to make sure that we created happy memories for these people because they're coming and they're believing in us and I want them to enjoy each moment so I think with every with every guest that I cook for it's a special memory and so I hope to create special memories for each person that comes here and I've had the opportunity to create so many different memories for wonderful people you know I am I've been I've been blessed to cook for President Obama and Michelle Obama which are amazing and wonderful and down-to-earth people that um, we've cooked for since I was at Alan Wong's and they're just amazing and inspiring people um, and you know there's so many people like cooking for Chef Thomas Keller is always a, a joy because he's, men he's mentored me so many times and cooking for my family and you know my friends and the supporters that come here it's all special and it and it's each own way I guess so I feel bad I may not have answered your question because I think there's so many people I look forward to cooking for again as well as for the first time because it means I get to hopefully make them happy and I think for me I've always believed that I have been put on this earth to be a service to other people and for me nothing makes me happier than to serve people cook for people nurture their soul and their heart and I think that's why I like cooking so much is making people happy and in a time it's about feeding people giving them great memories and nurturing them and feeding the community as well well, I am deeply moved by your answer, and I could see just just from the ways that you're answering me right now is that you really care and value all the memories that people experience through the food that you create for them, and I'm sure everyone is so thankful for that. You know? No, I'm thankful for them. You know, coming and choosing to dine here because for me. Nothing makes me happier than making other people happy. And that's for me what life is about, making others happy. Sure. But I like I like that mentality and also that that comes with a whole lot of grace. Thank you. Um, so here at we like to end our interview by making you finish the sentence. Michelle is deeply rooted in dot dot dot. I'm deeply rooted in helping others to achieve their dreams 
helping others in the community and making people happy and sharing the morals and the values and the culture of Hawaii to food. That is beautiful. What an amazing answer and what an amazing chef. Um, thank you so much, Chef Michelle, for joining us in our podcast today. We are so honored to, to have a great and graceful chef serving us here in Hawaii. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me and I feel so blessed. So thank you. And it was an honor to be able to do this.